is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Craig Hutchison, Damien Barrett with you. And we're just trying, as we have done a couple of times already in 2021, which is the Series 6 of the sounding board for Drinkwise. Something a little bit different, Hutchie. We are on... Clubhouse. And uh, welcome everyone who's already dialed into the Clubhouse community. So we're doing this live today and taking some live questions from the online community from around the world. I can see a couple of uh, well-known figures already in the room too. Kevin Perry, the uh, media writers there, and Sean, uh, the sports geek, who's uh, very influential in the digital world, are already in the room. And to Jason, Daniel, Callum, Chris, Luke, uh, Marco, uh, Justin, Andrew, and more, big welcome to those early adapters who've joined us on Clubhouse. We All you need to do is raise your hand, of course, to ask a question. You start off with a normal question, don't you? Yep, okay. we'll, we'll get to our room. With the old-fashioned way, Hutchie, on the Facebook offering here from <laughs> Who would Mike. have said Facebook was old-fashioned? No, that would quick, didn't it? <laughs> yes, Twitter as well. Uh, this one is to you specifically, Hutchie, and it's from Mike Davenport. How does Kelpie, my overweight 44-year-old mate with a dodgy ticker, playing in the Craigie Burn Thursday night D-grade domestic basketball comp, have a better foul shooting percentage than the $75 million a year NBA star Ben Simmons, who is practising every day of his life as a basketball professional. And I'm assuming, Hutchie, that question has come fresh off the 76ers being bounced out of the uh, NBA playoffs. Yeah, your old mate at the local basketball ring doesn't quite have the same fiscal pressure or, you know, emotional pressure that uh, Ben Simmons plays under. So there's a fair degree of different pressure, but it is a relatively good question that day. Do you have a view? <laughs> I don't follow the, the sport, as you know, as I do NFL and other sports, so I, I'd be uh, silly to weigh in on it. Um, I do know that as, as we go to air today with these questions, that uh, there was a fair bit of criticism coming his way from... 76ers fans, and I think even you'll find Hutchie, maybe even some reservations coming from his coach and maybe even a teammate or two as well. So I think Mike's onto something there. There we go. For Drinkwise, we might start taking some questions from the Clubhouse community or online. We might start with Sean. Sean Callanan, who, of course, is the sports geek. G'day, Sean. Yeah, g'day, Hutch. How are you doing? We're well, Sean. Introducing the demo, who's uh, with us as well. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Um, I wanted to actually ask you about uh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse was the first in the social audio space, and now there's Twitter spaces, Facebook's made a clone, and now just last week uh, Spotify's come out with its own green room. Uh, where do you think uh, this live social audio space is going to end up? Well, I should be better asking you. You're the expert in this space. I was on your uh, podcast at one stage, and... You, you would be better placed than us to answer this. We're samplers, so... I'll, I'll answer on Hutchie's... I didn't know the name of the platform we're on at the start of the uh, session, so he's probably the wrong guy to ask. I'll, I'll answer on Hutchie's behalf, wherever the most money for him is. It's unreasonable. What do you think, Sean? Um, I think there actually is. You know, we've seen uh, problems with Zoom press conferences. I think there is an option for these platforms to be used in that live press conference sort of space um, um, when talking to coaches and getting fans involved, but... Um, at the moment, it's a bit like uh, the battle between VHS and Beta. Uh, the platforms are trying to figure out who's going to win. Um, and at the moment, I, I probably think Twitter Spaces is actually um, is probably a better bet and really interesting to see what Spotify are going to do with, uh, with Green Room because um, they're pushing really hard into audio. So uh, Clubhouse has probably got the wagons circling them at the minute, um, but it's going to be interesting to see where the space ends up. Our, our digital product lead, Ricky, who's one of the most outstanding minds in this space in the country, is here in the room, and he's interestingly observing all of the platforms. So I might get him to give us an answer. Oh, well, in fact, we've got Ricky's mic. We might ask Ricky who's with us. Where do you think, Ricky, this will end up? Thanks for the um, unannounced debut. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I think it's a uh, it's certainly a competitive space, and I think Clubhouse are experiencing yeah, some intense competition. 
but it's a challenge for the the whole industry observing behavioural patterns that the pandemic's introduced. And is it a compelling uh, way to engage in the future? I'm not sure whether it's just something that's temporary or not, but it's certainly interesting and it, it, you know, technically it's very impressive and it certainly brought people together that ordinarily would not have had the opportunity to, to connect. So I think that's, whatever happens to it, I think it's shown us what the technology can do. Um, with these things, it's usually the second or third uh, incarnation of it that, that is yep. what yep. ends up being the permanent solution. It's really the winner that, that, uh, that wins. Who was the first one that went on visual? It was Periscope, wasn't it? And they were quickly swallowed up and acquired and that was the first folded one, in. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, my view, Ricky, from the cheap seats, and you lead all of our strategy in this space, so I, I defer to you, but my, my limited knowledge would be people fundamentally want to feel part of a community of something that they're interested in. And then what technology has done now has provided them that opportunity to do it on scale. Mm. And so you're right, there's probably Clubhouse might be the winner or it might be one one of the winners or it might be something that gets sold up into something bigger in a cap raise. But it, people want to be part of something, you know, and if you, whatever your interest is, if you're interested in yeah. sheep herding or WWE or, you know, you can pretty much find it on Clubhouse. So One more on that, Ricky, before we shut that particular part of this conversation down. Um, is it guaranteed that one of these outlets will go by the wayside at least? Is that what history tells you? Yeah, I think someone will get absorbed at some point, uh, but I think everybody's trying to see what they can roll on their own first. But I think from Spotify's perspective, the podcast space is growing, you know, the on-demand content is growing so fast and the whole clubhouse model is sort of antithetical to that. So they've actually got two different types of content running side by side and you know, is it a zero-sum game or do they both exist in different ways um, in the future? It, it's interesting to watch. Yeah. And w- while you're here, Ricky, um, I've got a question for you about when one of our apps are going to be ready. So I'm only joking, mate. I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go. Thanks, I'm going to quietly leave as they say <laughs> on, on a clubhouse. Thanks, Ricky. Uh, Daniel Pine has got his hand up in the room. G'day, Daniel. G'day, Hachi. G'day, Demo. Thanks for having me. First time, long time. Hello, where, nice. where are you well. dialing in from, Daniel? Uh, just up the road, mate, in Northcote. Okay. Um, so, pleasure. Thanks for um, thanks for having me and for bringing me up on stage. I've got a quick question around um, sort of the commercial department and some of their influence uh, across going across different teams. There was a um, example earlier in the year with Dave Donahue going from Storm to the Broncos, I think, and that caused a little bit of a non-compete brouhaha. And wondering what do you think, or if it exists you know, their role that they play in IP and, you know, player negotiation and even commercial contacts and sponsors and stuff like that. Do you think this will become more common across clubs and even, you know, going across leagues? We see a lot of different CEOs and those kind of roles go across to to different clubs throughout their career. How often or how, how much more common do you think this will become? I think it'll become much more common, Daniel, because as it gets harder, the pandemic's made the world harder and so the very best people in their in their professions are even more valuable or more poachable. So the in sport, I think the means to restrict easy departure will become more prevalent as and particularly as private equity gets into sport because they'll make it harder to apply more commercial rigor. Once upon a time, you know, you're a CEO of a club and you walk in and say go to another club and they're emotional about it, but off you go. We wouldn't want you ever want to be here anyway. And then they're mm. a week later they're working for the opposition. That's as money gets bigger and as private equity gets involved in sport, 
more commercial rigour, I think, will be put around those things. Thanks for your chime in there, Daniel. Uh, we might go in, raised in the hand of the room is Jeff. Uh, Jeff Meesey. G'day, Jeff. Hey, Craig. Nice to see you on this platform. Whereabouts are you uh, dialing Hi. from, Jeff? I'm dialing from Melbourne. Fantastic. My question for you is around this whole audio play, all these audio apps. We saw that Clubhouse created an official partnership with the NFL during the NFL trade period. I know you're very close to, um, you know, trade period in terms of AFL. What are your thoughts around audio apps and how they're going to make an impact in the sports industry? I think they they already are. Like it's early days, isn't it? But they already are. The fact that um, publishers like us are experimenting like on occasions like this speaks to that. And you know, particularly in clubland, I think that's a very cool way to to connect with your fan base if you can create a sense of community. And trade is one of those products where. We've been aggressive in demo for a long period of time. Oh, you were the trailblazer in that whole concept. It must be said. And uh, I don't, well, what, whatever your view is, it's a area where people like to debate, discuss. There's not that too many of those type of communities where there's high octane news and yeah, yeah, you know, and a means to interpret it in real time because it's it's actually the interpretation of the news. Uh, the the myth about trade is it's about where people go. Yeah, nothing to do with where people. We, go. we learned that mistake early days, didn't we? Yep. The, the actual trades themselves were not the story. It was a build-up to yeah. them and, and what it meant. Well, I think what what sport does, and this is certainly speaks to Sports Entertainment Network's view, is it's highly engaged area of the world. People, if you're a sports fan, you're generally a you know, very passionate one and you've got a strong view. And so, yeah, apps like this will be part of that, I think, for a long time to come. And you know, certainly our man Ricky will be working on our own version of this, no doubt, and uh, not Ooh. to put any pressure on him, but we'd like to see that sooner rather than later, Ricky. Ty Beach is in the room, and he's raised his hand as well. G'day, Ty. Hutchie, how are you going? Where are you dialing in from, Ty? Uh, Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Beautiful part of the world. Welcome. Just had an idea to pitch to you. I think it's right in your wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> just uh, to help sort out the bye weeks, I thought of maybe having a bye week for all teams uh, starting on the day after Queen's birthday, Monday, so everyone gets a bye, and then a mid-season trade period from the Tuesday night until after until Sunday night, so primetime Sunday, and then the, the following round starts on the Thursday, so there's only like nine days in between the rounds, and you have the mid-season trade in between then. What are your thoughts? I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great idea, and I would add to that that I would start the next round on the Sunday night, and I would make that the mid-season tournament begin. So you have a five-day break, there's player movement, there's mass hysteria, and then all of a sudden from the Sunday, everyone bobs up in the same city, and you play four games in 21 days, and that's a great way to transition the seasons, and it'll create massive interest. I'd also get over a bit of that mid-season fatigue that we've all gone through, Damo, as an industry and as a code, uh, in need to put a... a um, Spice of life in the middle of a season. The mid-season trade period, I, I feel, will come in at some stage, yep. not necessarily as early as next year, but It'll sometime in the next huge. two to three. Can you imagine this week at Carlton, mid-season trade period? Yep. You know, are they conceding defeat? Are they moving on? Are they making changes? Are they, they try and offload a couple of big yeah. contracts? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So I think it's a great question, Ty. Thank you very much for joining us in the uh, sounding board room. So you can please raise your hand, by the way, if you'd like to... To join us, we've got Greg and Matthew, two Matthews and Jordan and Jack and Chris and others who've all joined the room while we're uh, transitioning to our next uh, question. Yeah, we'll we? go back to the old-fashioned way, Hutch, as we're now referring to it. Ollie Reese, who is, I think, a, a regular question asker, always uh, comes up with something pretty provocative. Which optics are worse? Anastasia Palaszczuk getting the Pfizer jab to enable her to go to the Olympics 
in Tokyo or Scott Morrison's side trip to explore his family heritage while in the UK? That's that's a bone crusher, our Waverly star, hitting the line together, isn't it? Yeah, I think Anastasia's is, personally, because I think as a leader you must you must do what the community does. In And the vaccine, there's nothing more sharp focus than that. I think Scott's uh, side trip, he was very, he's very fortunate that he has a uh, aligned relationship with news. Because you imagine they were at each other's, they would have been bigger than Hawaii, wouldn't it? Like, it, really, the news relationship made, it gave him smother there, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. The, the appetite to pick yep. up on that angle hasn't been there to this point. We might take one more before we finish up today. And, and then, if you want to ask a few more, Damo, off, the, off your list you can. But Daniel is back on the line again. Hey, Daniel. Come back for another question, Hutchie, if that's right. I'll just keep peppering you two with questions until you kick me out. <laughs> um, I've got a, you've uh, you often said the next uh, rights deal will be split more ways, and we've seen that with a few different, uh, the online stream with Amazon, streaming with Swimming, and Stan doing things like um, uh, the Super 15, etc. Out of those platforms, and maybe you can't answer this, or maybe Damo will, which platform will be the one that is going to come out on top in the next right deal out of all the your traditional media channels? It's, it's hard for me to, to see Channel 7 still not being the, the prominent uh, free-to-air broadcaster, but I, I would be surprised if, to your point, that all three major free-to-air broadcasters aren't pitching in, in some form, and the, the prizing out of a, the Thursday nights, for instance, could go to go to a nine or even a 10. Um, but yeah, and it wouldn't shock me totally if there were the, all three playing a role in, in some form. There'll be more non-traditional players at the table, though. No question about that. The, the money will come from... We've said that forever. We've been saying that for, I'd say, 20 years already. Even, in, even though it's a new space, we've been saying it for a long time. Yeah, but the, bri- the bridging money will need to come from, non, from uh, newer media. Okay. It's not even new media anymore. It's, just, it's, yeah. it's the wrong term for it, but you know what I mean. So, it's, but, but the money up, the money's not there up front as a, as a rule with the with the streaming offerings, and that that's I, been I the fear. I think the strategy that the AFL did was was spot on. They extended for two years, took a bit of short term pain to get a to get a longer tail. They kicked the problem out in two years. The twenty three and four, if you look through them, look pretty pretty juicy rights deals. They, they, weren't, they weren't a bit unnoticed. They gave up an asset on AFL.com with KO, which is, they got through far easier than I thought they would, and. 20, in a 24, three years from now, and the pandemic down the road a bit, and we're seeing some of the technical innovation come into. Is into that up sport. for up for renewal at that point too? The streaming. The, the, the yeah, I mean, I think everything would be up for, everything's yeah. up at the end of 24, isn't it? So it's it's actually, I think it's a good time for the AFL to look at a more industrious deal. I think they would agree with that. Are we? We'll wrap that up. I reckon we'll, there'll be yeah. a part two of, of questions, so don't worry. But for those who join us live in the room. Call them all out to Daniel and Andrew and Edris and Jeff and Sean and Jason and Marco and Justin and Brett and Paul and Sam and Jack and Chris and Jordan and Greg and Matthew and a whole lot more. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we will be back for part two of the Sounding Board questions. And of course, the Sounding Board scorecard is ahead in the coming days for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to join Clubhouse, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, it's Stavros from O'Brien Real Estate. Want to know what's happening in real estate? Join me on Under the Hammer. Market trends, boom suburbs, and what to do if you're buying or selling. We've got it all on Under the Hammer. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series. Available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.